Good morning. There is one God, and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. All of us have a set of skills. From time to time, we need to carefully assess the skills, the abilities, opportunities that we have. And sometimes in that process of personal assessment, we discover skills we do not have well in hand. There's something I know about myself. I am not a good mediator. I wish I had that skill nailed down. But I don't. I recognize that. I'm not good at it. As a preacher, the challenge comes to me from time to time. Maybe a married couple are two people at odds. And I think there is this idea that may not always be well-founded, may seldom be well-founded, that the preacher can fix anything. It reminds me of when I was a father of two young boys who broke stuff a lot. They would tear something up into, it seemed to me, like hundreds of pieces. And then they would bring the object to me with the hope that Daddy could put it all back together. I was often a failure at that, not having that kind of mechanical skill, and very often not having all the parts. So I've had to recognize I can't fix everything. And I'm not just good a med- not a, a good mediator. I can read to people what the Bible says, talk to people about what the Bible says, ask them to comply with what the Bible says and tell them the benefits of complying what the Bible says and pray with them and hope that they do that. But I'm just not a good mediator. Jesus is good at this. If people want their lives to be put back together, nobody is better. He is the best. He is absolutely perfect at mediation. There is one God... And there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. All through the Bible, God has used mediators documented throughout biblical history. Abraham interceded for Lot in Sodom, according to Genesis 18 asking God to spare 
the righteous before the place was destroyed for the sexual immorality that was raging there. Moses, on more than one occasion, mediated for his guilty brothers and sisters in the wilderness as they were anticipating God's wrath because of their sin. And in another context, Moses was called as mediator of the old covenant in the book of Hebrews. Abraham, Moses, the Bible documents these examples of mediation. The prophets can be viewed as mediators to some extent. They took God's message to the people and sometimes spoke back to God for the people, alleging either guilt or repentance. In the New Testament, in Matthew 18, when Christians are in conflict and they cannot work that into peace, they take it to the church in hope of reconciliation, often discovering because of the human element, the process doesn't work to achieve good resolution. But when we read about Abraham and Moses and the prophets and the resolution process in Matthew 18, we've not yet arrived at the highest level of mediation. Where men fail, where Christians are unable to work it out, where the preacher can't put it back together again, far above, at the highest level, there is Christ who is the one mediator between God and man. I want us to consider that. Consider the substance of his mediation. Sometimes here on earth, mediation contains strong elements of compromise back and forth between humans. A mediator will bargain toward compromise and visit one side and then visit the other side and eventually work out a compromise. Uh, one example would be real estate agents when the listed price is in dispute and a compromise is hammered out as the agent or agents go back and forth between the interested parties. Politicians argue and compromise and give up something for the gain that they might get and go back and forth. Mediation here on earth usually contains strong elements of compromise. And we understand that and we have no objection to compromise in these instances where no moral principle or sin is violated. However, I should never think, I should never think that Jesus' work of mediation between sinners and God involves compromise. Because sinners and God are not equal parties in the dispute. Sinners and God are not equal parties in the dispute. So, Christ doesn't go to the sinner and say, okay, Mr. Sinner, you have 1,206 sins on your record. How many of those are you willing to give up? And the sinner says, 
Well, Lord, I'll give up 600. Jesus goes to God and says, okay, Lord, uh, Mr. Sinner has agreed to quit about half of his sins. And God says, no, I want more. And Jesus goes back and they go back and forth. No, that's not the way it works. It isn't like earthly, legal, and financial, and real estate compromises between equal parties who are attempting to come to some agreement. Sinners and God are not equal parties. It's more like this. The sinner has thousands of sinful acts. The sinner comes to Christ and says, I need forgiveness. Christ says, I died on the cross so that you can be forgiven. The sinner says, great, how many sins do I need to give up? And Christ says, all of them. And when you repent and obey me, those sins will be forgiven. You can't keep any of them. There is no compromise where you can leave the table of mediation with a number of good sins in your pocket. See, the substance of his work is he gave up his life, we give up our sin. He gave up his life, we give up our sin. Coming to him for mediation with repentance and obedience in hand. With no interest in hanging on to anything that would be offensive to God. He says, when we respond to him, you are forgiven based on my death. No compromise, no holding on to anything offensive to God. So, really, it can be said this way, you come out a loser, but also saved. You know what that is? That's Matthew 16, 25. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. So he gave up his life. We give up our sins. That's the way that works. I want us to consider the singularity of his mediation. <coughs> That's captured by one word. One. There is one God and there is one mediator. When it comes to relationship with God, nobody on earth operates on the same level as Christ. When it comes to relationship with God, nobody on earth operates on the same level as Christ, the one mediator. Nobody. Preachers can only tell you what the Bible says. Elders can urge you to obey it. 
Parents can raise their children in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. All of that, but nobody on earth operates on the same level as Christ as the one mediator. If you sin against me and apologize, I'm certainly willing to forgive you, and I should. But you'll have to take the matter up with God. I can't forgive you on behalf of God. I'm not the one mediator. There is one mediator between man and God. And whatever we do here on earth that is wrong and sinful, damaging to our relationship with God, we may patch that up with everybody on the globe, everybody on earth. Nobody ever brings it up. But there's one mediator between man and God. You've got to take it to his throne. I know that under the old covenant system there were priests. But we're not under that system. We are new covenant people. And there is no human priesthood to mediate, confer forgiveness on behalf of God, or hand out sign pardons for God. So when a Christian sins, let's see how that works. In 1 John 1, I'm going to start reading in verse 5. 1 John chapter 1, I'm going to start reading at verse 5. You sin and you go to the preacher and talk to him. He can tell you what the Bible says, and I think here's what he's going to tell you. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaimed to you that God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with God, while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. Now, let's, let's talk about that. If we say we have fellowship with God, while we walk in darkness. Now, take that generic phrase, walk in darkness, and put in there whatever you're doing that's wrong. It may be just indifference or spiritual laziness. It may be lack of participation with other Christians. It may be lying. It may be adultery. So when you come to that phrase, walk in darkness, Read into that whatever you're doing now that's not right. If we say that we have fellowship with God while we are spiritually lazy, while we lie, while we commit adultery, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. What do I do now? If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. Chapter 2. My little children, I'm writing these things to you so that you may not sin. But if 
anyone does sin, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So you can go to somebody you've sinned against and say, I've sinned against you, and they can say, I forgive you. Have you gone to the throne? You can admit to the preacher in a conversation that you're, you're guilty of this and guilty of that. What's the preacher going to do? He's going to say, confess your sins. He's going to read this to you. You may need to confess these sins to your brethren. So mediation is not a matter of something that occurs just on an earthly level. You go before the throne. Jesus' work of mediation is singular. There is one mediator. And when you do what John says, you are approaching the Father through the one mediator. This is based on the sacrifice referred to here as a ransom for all. For there is one God and there is one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as a ransom for all, which is the testimony given at the proper time. What could I give to atone for all my sins? I got nothing. Not enough money. Not enough good works on the right side of the ledger. I can't get on a cross. I've got nothing. You've got nothing. We've all sinned and fall short. <coughs> Falling short means you've got nothing. What Jesus gave was his life. He gave himself a ransom for all, which is the testimony at the proper time. I hope this is the proper time for you to be responsive to this. There was a time for animal sacrifices taken to the Levitical altars. References made to this in Hebrews chapter 10. But it says it is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. So when you go back to the book of Leviticus and, and those Old Testament statements about the animal sacrifices, I would recommend that when you get all tied up in that whole process of reading about animal sacrifices, you take this statement and write it at the top of those pages. It is impossible for the blood of bulls and goats to take away sins. Consequently, when Christ came into the world, he said, Sacrifices and offerings you have not desired, but a body you have prepared for me. In burnt offerings and sin offerings you have taken no pleasure. Then I said, Behold, I have come to do your will, O God, as it is written of me in the scroll of the book. When he said, You have neither desired nor taken pleasure in sacrifices and offerings and burnt offerings and sin offerings... These are offered according to the law. We're not under that old law. We don't slaughter animals to atone for our sins. 
We don't have enough silver and gold to pay the price. We don't have a good record of behavior to offer before God. We can only come to the cross through the activity of our faith, believing in him who gave himself a ransom for all. 1 Peter 1, 18 through 25. 1 Peter 1, 18 through 25. Knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot, he was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory, so that your faith and hope are in God. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth. For a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart, since you have been born again, not a perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers, and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever and this word is the good news that was preached to you. The fundamental problem is sin. And when you move from sin to God's solution, what you have is mediation between God and man. Illustration. To be a top interpreter for the Chinese embassy, it is not enough to speak both Chinese and English. You really need to be both Chinese and English. If in your culture, background, and understanding of the parties, in addition to all the nuances of language, lingo, imagery, and emotion, if you are both Chinese and American, you know more than just two languages. And therefore, you are eminently qualified for the job. <clears throat> Enter the man, Christ Jesus. What a solution. Fully God, completely holy and glorious, the man, Christ Jesus. Unstained by sin, knowing, knowing what it means to be tempted, knowing perfectly who God is, his justice, his wrath, his grace, his love, his law and promises. The son of man, the son of God. What a perfect plan of mediation. But there's no bargaining to hold on to a sin. 
There is no negotiated compromise where you go away with your favored sins and bad habits in your pocket. There's no back and forth. What can I keep? What do I have to give up? The guilty parties come to the table confessing their guilt, holding nothing back, willing to give everything up. Because he gave his life. I hope each of us have accepted that offer. Because there is no other hope. There is no other plan. No supplement. No escape hatch. What are you holding to that you need to give up to be in a good, full, healthy relationship with God?